You can support the Reality Check podcast on Patreon, GoFundMe, or by purchasing one of my books. Links down in the show notes below. Welcome to the Reality Check podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. Quote, The way you become world-class is by asking better questions. Tim Ferriss. So that quote sort of highlights the whole topic of this podcast. I'm going to be sharing with you another chapter of how to get shit together. This one is chapter 6.7, Weekends Don't Exist. And it's found within part 6, which is the follow your dreams part. So I'll play it for you in a moment. But basically the concept is that there are so many things in life that when we are growing up, we just accept. And we accept it because our parents have done it, our teachers have done it or suggest it, and our society just does it or suggests it. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right way to go about things. And there's a couple of clear examples that directly relate to my life that I'll share with you. The title of the chapter is called Weekends Don't Exist. And what I've found by that is, is that when I want to, you know, get after it, when I want to get something done, if I was to take my entire weekend off to just rest and recover, I would probably find that I don't have the time to be doing a podcast like this or writing the books that I do or shooting the videos or anything like that because I just wouldn't have the time. If you think about it, a Saturday and a Sunday are just constructs. Who says that you need two days to rest and recover? Who says that it should be a Saturday and a Sunday, right? Obviously, there are societal norms and all that sort of stuff. And if you're religious, there are those connotations and all that sort of stuff. But it's just one example. It's There are many different things that we are sort of pushed into and just accept. And until we can sort of start stepping back and questioning it, we may be restricted. Another one for me is full-time versus part-time versus casual work. There's this sort of general held expectation that everyone will find a job and work at full-time. And they'll work from, you know, around that sort of 22, 25-year-old age until they retire at sort of 65. However, for me personally, I just can't maintain that sort of work structure. And for ages, I was trying to fit myself into this, you know, this sort of square in the circle hole sort of thing. And I just couldn't do it. And it was literally driving me insane. I was suffering mental breakdowns. And then when I started making these questions and questioning those assumptions, I was able to better craft my life in a way that would best suit my mental health. So that's the whole point of this chapter is to basically get you to realize that there may be a different way of doing things. And just because you've always done it some way, or just because your parents told you something, or just because your religion or society or whatever has told you to do something some way, there may be a better way about it. In the chapter, I go through some different questions that at first glance may seem obvious, but when you really think about it, it can change your perception on how things are done. One of those questions is, let me find it. Would I perform best on one, three, or five meals per day? We just assume that we should eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. At least I did. However, now I've cut breakfast completely out of my diet, and I eat a massive lunch. And I'm sort of toying with the idea of getting rid of dinner. And the reason being is, is that, well, the benefits that I've found is that I don't need the breakfast for a start, and the time-saving benefits are exponential. You don't, I don't have to cook, I don't have to clean, I don't have to waste the time doing all of that sort of stuff. I don't have to be around food. So that means in the morning I can get up, I can do my meditation and exercise and get ready and go without being sort of hamstrung by needing to eat. 
and having that anxiety of, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't have my breakfast this morning. It has actually sort of set me a bit more free. And I suppose extending from that, the reason I'm sort of debating cutting out dinner or just sort of cutting down to one meal per day is because that benefit would be sort of, it, it would increase. Now, I've tried it and I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it, but the point is to get you to question these different things. So I'm going to play the chapter for you now, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it after that chapter plays. Enjoy. Chapter 6.7. Weekends don't exist. Assume nothing. Question everything. James Patterson. Weekends don't exist, at least not for those who wanted to make a change in the world, or for those with a dream. If you have a passion project, a business that you're building up, or a dream that you want to follow, you need all the time that you can possibly get your hands on. Weekends are great, but those two day off per week constitute almost 30% of the available time that you have at your disposal. How much recovery time from work do you really need? Do you really need the full weekend to recover? Do you really want to go out drinking Friday night and write off your entire Saturday nursing a hangover? Is binging on the latest Netflix season really the best thing you could do with your Sunday? Could you instead spend some of that time on personal development, exercising, reading, meditating, developing a business, writing, practicing, learning or growing? It is not that you need to drop all rest and social time in order to be successful but you do need to make some time. We've been conditioned our entire lives into a five-on, two-off work schedule. From early childhood, throughout our schooling, and into our work life, we've been told to work for the weekend. That is, to essentially group all of our work into one block and all of our rest into another block. It starts with our school lives and continues on from there. We work Monday to Friday and rest on the weekend. This concept of blocking also applies to daily, yearly, and lifetime scales. Every day we work our shifts and then come home to rest. Each year we work, week on, week off, until our annual leave gives us a couple of weeks of holiday. This process is repeated until we are too old to continue it. This is called retirement. Too many people delay their dreams until retirement. I am sure you have many different dreams that you want to pursue in your life experiences that you want to live through, and skills to learn. The question is, how many of these dreams do you want to wait until you retire to begin? It is sobering to realise that due to life's messy and unpredictable nature, there is no guarantee that any of us will live to see our retirement. Imagine delaying your life's calling for a later stage, only to pass away before even beginning to work on it. There is a tendency to delay doing things to wait for some magical later date that you tell yourself will come, but always seems just out of reach. This is some kind of fictional future time where you will have all the resources, time, and motivation needed to commit towards a project. This place doesn't exist, but it has a real-world impact on each and every one of us. It causes us to stay in our comfortable ruts, working our current unsatisfying jobs, and living our safe and boring lives without question. When the feelings of dissatisfaction with our present state arises, it tells us that we still have more time and convinces us that the money, status and safety of our current position are worth delaying the pursuit of our dreams. Before you know it, five years will have passed and you will still be in the conceptual phase of your dream project. 
you'll still have a mediocre body, and you'll still only have the ability to count to ten in a foreign language. Your guitar won't have been touched for years, and you still wouldn't have written that book. Some of you will have missed the opportunity to have children, to travel, or to even have loved. Unless you make the time, you'll never have it. Take action. Write a list of the days of the week. Next to each day, note down how much time you spend relaxing on each of those days. This is the total time spent, not working, exercising, learning, reading, sleeping, eating, showering, cleaning, or otherwise developing yourself. Once you've had the total time spent on relaxing, cut that time down by a third. If you spend three hours on the weekend watching television, still watch for two hours, but use that one hour you now have access to to advance yourself in some way or towards following a dream. Go through each day and apply the same process of dedicating a third of the time you are currently spending on relaxation towards self-development. The beauty of this approach is that cutting a third of your current relaxation time is not an impossible request. It would be unreasonable to instantly cut all relaxation time. Remember to always change habits slowly. In three months, repeat this activity. Shave off another third of remaining relaxation time and dedicate it also towards following your dreams. This process can be repeated as many times as you like until you discover the minimum amount of relaxation time that you personally need. By then, you'll be operating at a stage of optimal performance and importantly, because you made those changes slowly, you will be able to sustain it. The way you become world-class is by asking better questions. Tim Ferriss Question everything. The concept of weekends not existing is just one of the many assumptions about life that can be challenged. I periodically like to review what I'm doing and challenge if it really needs to be done that way. Unless I do this, it becomes all too easy to merely fall in line with everyone else and follow the crowd. In the take action below, I've listed some questions that I found useful to contemplate in my own life. Your answers will be different to mine, and the answers to some of these questions will seem self-evident, and even asking some of them will seem crazy. However, I hope that there will be at least a few that make you pause and wonder if there may perhaps be a better way to approach that aspect of your life. If that happens, play around with the question, experiment in your own life, and research what other people have done. You never know. You may find a life hack that is worth exploiting. Something that will get you significantly closer to following your dreams, or at least give you time to begin doing so. By challenging assumptions, you can discover opportunities. Take action. Ask yourself the following questions. Some of these will be easily dismissed offhand. Push through this initial reflex and seriously contemplate each question. How much sleep do I actually need each night? Would I perform best on one, three, or five meals per day? Do I need to work full time? What would happen if I quit my job today? Would it be possible to complete some or all of my job from home? Am I working in the right field? Should I change? Would exercising first thing in the morning energize me for the day? Or would it tire me out? What would happen if I stopped watching the news? Do I enjoy watching television, or am I just bored? What would happen if I removed the television from my home? 
What is stopping me from attaining my goal? Is it laziness, a lack of self-belief, a lack of motivation, fatigue, or something else? Why can't I be someone great? What do I actually think of myself? Am I moral? Am I a hard worker? Am I nice? What is the fundamental difference between me and my idol? Do I actually like and enjoy the company of my current friendship group? Or am I only friends with them due to habit? Do I enjoy the social activities that I currently partake in? Or is there something new that I would like to try? Am I happy in my current relationship, job, or home? Do I actually want to recover from my mental or physical illnesses or life hardships? Or have I integrated the issue into the perception that I have of myself? Frequently Asked Questions I'm so tired after work on a Friday. I really do need all of the night and weekend to recover. Some people work significantly more challenging jobs than others and subsequently require a lot more downtime to decompress and recover. Take all of the time that you need. However, if you find yourself constantly wrecked after a week of work, you may want to consider making a change, particularly if you have a goal that you've been ignoring or neglecting. Is it possible to be more efficient at work? Can you work less hours and still afford the lifestyle that you want? Could you make some sacrifices on the random luxuries? Could you job share or perhaps outsource some of the non-vital tasks? If there are no changes that can be made, then you need to decide what is worth more to you, your current job or the other things that you would love to do. There is no easy choice here, only you can make it. Another possibility for your need to recover so much is because you actually really dislike your work. Perhaps you hate your boss, your co-workers, your conditions, pay rate or the work itself. If you are in this position, make a change so that your work is not such a living hell. You will find that you don't need anywhere near as much recovery time when you finish a day doing a job that you actually love. Once again, this decision will not be practically as easy to perform of course, but what's the alternative? How long can you continually dislike the activity that is taking up the majority of your day, or your life for that matter? Finally, your tiredness could be a result of a physical or mental illness, a symptom of both depression, thyroid dysfunction, and some vitamin deficiencies is fatigue. I would suggest that you get a blood test to check for any issues, and of course, regularly speak to a professional therapist. Summary. Actively challenge your current assumptions about life and make changes based on your discoveries. That chapter was called Weekends Don't Exist from the book How to Get Your Shit Together. It's out now as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook, and I'll put a link to where you can purchase it in the show notes below. I'll also put a link to a blog post where you can read an online copy of that chapter. And from there, you'll be able to see the other chapters that I've already released of this book. As you know, I like to release everything I do for free online because I want the... This is basically the book that I wish existed when I was growing up. And back then, I wasn't able to afford the cost of a book, to put it bluntly. So I want to put it out there for free. However, if you like what I'm doing here, if you want to support what I'm doing, you can. And if you want to own the, the book outright and just have access to every chapter right now, you can do so via those links. You could also support my pod, the podcast here and what I'm doing by 
writing a review, by sharing it, by talking about it, by quoting it, all that sort of stuff. I've also got links to my other books that I'll put down below, as well as merchandise and my blog and podcast and all that sort of stuff. So I'll put a link down to my website below. Finally, if you want to support me, you can do so more directly through my GoFundMe, through PayPal, or through Patreon, which is a subscription-based service in which you can help support content creators like myself to get their content out. I'm only asking for a small contribution of $1 per month. $1 per month is unnoticeable, basically, on your end. But on my end, if a bunch of people get together, it would make a massive difference. I mean, I can do more podcasts, more blogs, more connections, all of that sort of stuff help you more. So please consider supporting me. And if you like this, yeah, contact me on social. I'm at Zach P. Phillips. Let me know what you think. Thank you.